0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Let's get busy.
1: Round of shots here on this Sunday night, December 5th, 2021. Brother Max, it's me and you tonight, James, Justin, the night off. What's up with you, Maximus?
2: I think I just need to be referred as a steady Eddie. I may not be as good as Kevin. I may not be as electric as Justin Jeffries, but you know what? I show up every single time.
1: You do. It's good to always see you. Thank There's you. I got Thank a, you. A, it's kind of our thing, right?
2: It is quite a highlight. It's definitely top three highlights of my Sunday. Is it? It is. Top three. So church, three. yep,
1: church, brunch, lunch, dinner with the wife, family.
2: Yeah, probably our walk. We we take a very nice Sunday walk, Sunday stroll on Sundays. That's that's our extra extra long exercise day on Sundays. And then after that, then it's. Uh, then I'm it's your the, nightcap, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a very figuratively. I'm the and last literally.
1: voice. I am the last voice you hear before you go to bed. Is that what you're?
2: Actually, thinking? yes, you are, because my wife's already in bed.
1: There's something to be said about that. <laughs> I hold you near and dear. It's always good to see you. Chance to talk some UK sports tonight. Let's just to do this. I mean, these two of my favorite ladies to talk to: Nisi McEwen, Anna Tarullo. And you're in Lexington, right? Sure, I am. Nisi, happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you, Nisi. You're in Tennessee. Is that is that That's song, cool. Tennessee? Mm-hmm.
3: Tennessee
1: tennessee i haven't probably talked or seen you all in in a little bit but everybody have a good thanksgiving family
4: yeah kevin i love the intro to this show because that's what i imagine the transfer portal to be like it's like three two one and it's all this stuff i feel like that That's how I imagine
1: it. (laughs) It's a cheesy intro that took me about 20 minutes to do, but it gives me time to share. Lots of stuff to talk about, even though our cats didn't play, Max. I could start with you, Max Godby, former UK player, Book of Boba Fett player. Before we get into the bowl game, you know, this was uh, a week right after that, I think, Levis probably is still crossing the uh, Cardinal Stadium goal line. But, you know, the fallout from that butt-kicking, 52-21. Stoops, contract, you know, coaching carousels, his name's come up. We did the show last week. Somebody made some comment, and it sounded like it initially was in jest, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, we're kind of on to it. Can we give Stoops a lifetime contract? somebody said that last week was it you that was me i've got something for you technically i think he already does if you look at it all he has to do is win i say all He seven. wins seven games he gets a year added to the contract he wins 10 games but he gets two years rinse and repeat technically that contract would be a lifetime
2: 100 is and that's just in like it or don't like it that's really how mitch barnhart kind of does these contracts when it comes to basketball and football. Uh, he believes a lot of it is a trust between the uh, the coach and the athletic department of we're invested together on this. And I love the, the, the whole aspect of this. I love that his name was coming up for Oklahoma, LSU, once Brian Kelly left, Notre Dame, all this. And Stoops was really keeping it close to the chest, uh, clo- uh, close to the vest. But then come to find out, him and Barnhart had already came up with an agreement before the Louisville game and just did not let anyone know. And it speaks to, it speaks to the type of leader coach Stoops is when you look at what he was fighting for. Stoops was not fighting for more money for himself. He was fighting for more money for his guys, for his coordinators, for Morrow and to get the facilities. And I think that's, that track, right? It's they're, honestly they're that's that's a, that's a huge that, that's a huge thing, and especially if you're willing to invest one hundred twenty million dollars, one hundred twenty million dollars in a brand new facility. Nutter Field House is very obsolete, very old. I remember practicing in it. I mean, when it rained, I would weep because I know I was about ready to go into a hundred thirty degree hot house wearing athletic pants that aren't supposed to retain water. They were retaining water. That's how hot it was inside this thing. And so the the ability to get upgrades for that or just build a whole new one, I don't know what they're going to do with it. The maturity of both Stoops and Barnhart in this conversation to know, realize, okay, this is what we need to do to get UK to the next level. And having that mono mono conversation, no bull, anything like that, straight to the point, you've now been able to write up a very good contract and one that is rightfully deservant of Coach Stoops. It was like what I said last week. Is Kentucky the best job in college football if Stoops were to leave? It's probably a very good stepping point for someone if they were wanting to get to a five-star prestigious program like a Michigan, a Alabama, one of those jobs. But Coach Stoops is the best person that you've got available right now, and he's one that's continued to make it a better job. So why not keep him here as much as humanly possible, especially now that you've given him all this time? Continue to let him to grow roots. Continue to let him uh, build this program the way he's wanting, and turn it into a job that may one day be a four uh, four star when it comes to uh, prestigious level.
1: And following the uh, Louisville game, uh, what was the kind of the narrative from your perspective? Because you're you're media too on Stoops. What was your thinking? Was there did, were you aware of the of the concert or the conversation with Mitch? And if you if you can't say, you can yeah. wink or whatever. But uh, no,
4: not at all. And yeah. um, I loved when we were talking about it. Kind of after it went on, they were like, "Our uh, Mark Stoops was like, it was a simple conversation. It was a really simple thing that we did." And I'm like, that could not be more on brand. with Both of those individuals, just you know, no no outlandish things. Not a big like manipulation scheme trying to get things. I completely agree with Matt. It was getting money for his assistance. And he's been talking about that, um, you know, about Nutter and then having to practice anytime there's bad weather. He do not even have a full football field, so I knew that was going to be part of it. I honestly didn't get a feeling that he was looking to leave, um, but then when the Lincoln-Riley to Oklahoma, or to uh, USC, and the Brian Kelly to LSU, I was like, oh my God, if these guys are leaving programs like this, what kind of money are other places offering students? But I think it says a lot about him that he wants to stay, and he said it in the past, too, Like uh, I think a couple of years ago, he was like, you know what, the grass isn't always... Greener, you know, you go somewhere else. I think he'd say get or bluer or bluer or bluer. (laughs) Um, you know, taking him a really long time to really get it going. This year was just a game changing year, finally, really, really knocking at the door um, in that SEC. I maybe for like one I was like, oh my God, is he going to go? But I didn't really think so. And we didn't hear anything about it, but I think that says a lot about Mitch Barnhart and Mark Stoops. But one of the other things I was at SEC Media Days this summer, and I may have mentioned this when I came on before, but the level of other coaches like Dan Mullen, there was almost jealousy in his voice when he was talking about the relationship between Mitch Barnhart and Mark Stoops. And Max I think, exactly what you said. There's a trust there. And I love how Mitch works. He gives he gives, he gives time um, for programs to build, to grow, and then he's kind of a hands-off guy. So I think Mark you definitely want to appreciate that too.
1: You see, you're you're kind of on the outside looking in, but you're still looking. What was your take on Kentucky as a whole this season?
3: I was glad to see the strides they made offensively because um, obviously that was a big question mark, and they've had a couple of weird seasons personnel-wise uh, when I was covering them, and coming from a, a – Big 12 background I'm always more inclined to see um some more uh passing and things like that I'm gonna
1: keep a ticker that's one time you (laughs) I'll tell you
3: what I, I watched a lot more Big 12 football than I have in a quite a few years so um yeah I just there's there was huge strides I think offensively which is really um you know when everyone's got a pretty solid defense in my opinion in SEC you know top part of that conference um, I think when you can have a standout offense that can score quite a bit and can s- score quickly um, that's really the um in my opinion the, the difference maker. So, it was they were fun to watch. They really were and I found myself a lot of times watching them over the other team I used to cover. <laughs> Who could that means. We'll Take it.
1: Take it. One more set of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> We've alluded to, you know, Stoops this contract which I'm sure there's money involved, you know, an increase in salary which you know, after the recent hiring, Kelly Riley, the Michigan State coach, name is famous. But anyway,s those guys are, are at the nine ten million
2: mark, and then you got Saban, who's I think he I don't even know eight point six one. million. He's not. Brian Kelly's he's the number not. one paying coach now. Well, that's
1: obviously got to change. <laughs> but what I'm going at is that the the salary range now is crazy enough where you could see Saban making what twelve fifteen a year. Well, then the median becomes. In that six, seven range. And that's probably where a guy like Stoops should fall.
2: This is this is what I think on it. I feel like Not it, that his
1: accountant it, it, is listening to me. But.
2: No, no, but it, mm. it I think you it's like what I talked about. I talked about this on the postgame show, which you know is ninety seven point three FM W V O K comes on immediately after the UK uh UK football games. That's but one you talk for about Max too, by the way. Yes, there we go. I've got three more I've got to um three more I gotta hit. But I was talking about this with Larry Glover after the game because uh, a co- one of the callers called in and asked about it. You see that college coachings turn in two different type of people and all have incredibly high football IQs. But there are the guys that I would call the Coach Stoops, the John Summeralls, the Neil Browns, the Mike leeches guys that do this because they are a football through and through. That's all they know. It's either the betterment of the student-athletes Developing young men to become productive young men who become great fathers, great husbands, great employees, great uh, citizens of the United States and America, that's the reason why they get into this business. Or it's to be really, really good at a football IQ level and turn into an expert into this game. Or – It's because of status. It's because of the brand. It's because of the lifestyle that this life can bring you, which is a very elaborate lifestyle. I've gotten to see it firsthand. It can bring you a lot of happiness, uh, to say the least. And I see that as the Brian Kellys, the Lincoln Rileys, the... Dan Mullins of the world, Lane Kiffin. These are the guys that love the idea of being a college football coach because of the status. It's an opportunity for them to separate their name from the university when it comes to their brand. No knock on him, but John Calipari is very similar. He's kind of the revolutionary of it. I've never seen a coach at that time that was able to develop a brand just for him away from his school. And he's an expert at it, and that's more of at at the basketball level. But that's why people balked at Coach Stoops at LSU. LSU fans were because he didn't have a brand. His brand's a blue collar guy who runs the ball a lot and is a very good and a very good uh, defensive minded guy. But there's no pizzazz. To him, not now, even his, the name,
1: the Stoops that, name.
2: Bob, Bob's the exact same way. Bob has no real pizzazz about him. I mean, I love Bob Stoops to death. He's been to our practices. Great guy. But have you watched him on Fox Sports? I mean, yeah. he he's having to sit next to Charles Woodson, who brings a level of energy that he just can't match. And here's Bob Stoops, basically sounding like a country Mark Stoops, going, "Yeah, I think both teams are going to play very well today." <laughs> and that's all he's is that, got
1: is that how those Oklahoma pressers were <laughs>
2: basically yes it's it's the weirdest thing you had Bob Stoops walking around another facility one time and he had coach Stoops going Bob this is Max Godby and Bob Stoops going how you doing it's like how oh I my goodness they sound identical <laughs> it's like a weird little it's like a weird uh weird alternate reality it's basically what Brian Kelly wants to sound like, you know, with him and his family. Oh,
4: my God. <laughs> <It's horrible. laughs>
2: but all that to say, I think for Coach Stoops, and mm. I, I think a guy like Nick Saban, it's not about the money. Where Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly's willing to leave Notre Dame and go through the buzzsaw of the SEC West for $100 million, hundred billion million, a home loan paid off for him. Um, $1.2 million uh, house loan, two cars, uh, six-figure bonus, which is the first college football coach to ever get six-figure bonuses. What else was it? Oh, and his contract gets extended every single year as well if he wins 12 games. And if they fire him for no reason, they fire him for no reason, they have to pay all the money, all the money.
1: Oh, my God. Those contracts, too. I mean, all of them are what? like uh, over a hundred million dollars contract, the values on, well, you mentioned something too. I'm going to ask Nisi this and then Anna, you jumped in. Somebody like Lincoln Riley going to USC. <sighs> is that an upgrade other than getting to rub shoulders with someone on the walk of fame or, you know, some uh, Hollywood strip. I-, I bet. I don't know. I just, I don't see USC is that school right now. Niecy.
3: No, from a purely football standpoint, and I mean, that, it's a status that's, thing. Well, <laughs> if you weren't born and raised in the South or in the Midwest, you will always have a certain level of, of, okay, I don't you're from you're from,
1: you're from the West.
3: I'm from the West coast. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a little bit ahead. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's, and it, there's, there's not, this isn't a knock against the South. This is a knock against the Midwest. I've lived in both. I loved both places. But if I have the opportunity to do the same thing on the West Coast, I'm going to do it.
1: Okay. No, that's fair. I
3: think anyone who's not from those areas is going to do it, too. I think people, by and large, don't take into account not just regional areas because it's nice to live next to a beach or to be next to L.A., but culturally the difference. You also don't. I Mm. mean, football in L.A. is not football in the South. People have a lot of other things to do besides worry about your football team here. You know, UT, UK, everyone's tuning in, you know, mm. not just, and, yeah. you know, but with that, you also have the media coverage is going to be a little bit different. LA reporters, LA media, they don't rub shoulders with you. You're not their buddy. You know, they they have worked their entire career to get to the point where they can talk to you. And, you know, they're not, you know, love, love UK. But a lot of the people that cover UK, you know john's their buddy or Stoops uh, their buddy okay. we don't do we don't do that on the west coast you know that's just it's just different and um for some people i think that's a huge thing with um uh saban he loves the culture that he gets at, at alabama the status he has i think it's the same with mike gundy he's he would you know there's talks always of him leaving a lot of people are homegrown they want to stay where they're at they're comfortable where they're with where they're at other people love the culture and the region of, of Florida or California or wherever else you may you may go. All
1: right. Okay, I see that perspective.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over forty, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Definitely, Anna, Riley is what, going to be putting Christmas lights around a palm tree. But yeah, nonetheless, right? it's still a palm tree. And well,
4: speaking you know. of, I just feel like you it's... Who's left- your
1: buddies here? Kentucky media.
4: Yeah, what do you mean by that? I have no idea. What you're talking about. I don't even know who the coaches are. On <laughs> um, Lincoln Riley, though, I really feel like it's less about like all over culture and more about the Pac-12 sucks right now and he thinks yeah. there's no chance going in there. Um, and then I think especially it's it's just coincidental or funny with oklahoma's upcoming move to the sec and you just look how they would have it coming out of there if you're lincoln riley do you want to win a championship or not your path's so much easier a usc and it's not like it's ucla where it's basketball historically usc has been great historically so it's still got kind of the same culture the same name brand and i think he can he thinks he can dominate out there
1: mm, but no those are great points <laughs> Now I'm seeing a whole new perspective. Max, let's, Um, you never said who your buddies were, by the way, Anna, but we can say <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. Here, that Let's uh, look ahead, Max, to the bowl matchup. Citrus Bowl, it's a New Year's Day bowl. Mm-hmm. Coach Stoops' alma mater that laid a goose egg. Well, I guess three points keeps it from an official goose egg uh, against Michigan. But what's say you about this matchup
2: well this is obviously going to be an emotional um game for coach stoops because this is his alma mater come to find out his jersey he doesn't even have his game jersey from iowa his uh jersey from iowa is actually in his dad's coffin uh his dad was buried with his game jersey so there there's a lot of ties there's a lot of emotional ties with iowa I think it's a great matchup. I think it, it the game's gonna be a whopping forty six minutes, it feels like, because both teams are just going to try to overpower the other in the running game, I feel like. Right now, Kentucky's open up as a two point favorite. I think UK's got such a a level of speed, I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw against Louisville. Maybe not from a points difference because, you know, Louisville's a directional school. But for the way that Iowa's been able to play, they, they are so focused <laughs> on meat and potatoes they're big guys or linebackers or the size of defensive linemen they're a team with a lot of girth but the whole difference is kentucky's got such as uh they've got such an advantage on speed of the outside uh that ability to use cross uh chris rodriguez up the middle but being able to get Cavassier smoke and mccain involved on east west game on outside zone on pitch on sweep and then just getting Wandale robinson and josh ali just to go and just have a field day and will levis is a guy that likes to get hit he's gonna he's gonna have a field day on read option as well uh against iowa iowa does not do well against the read option at all the only team they did well against the read option is nebraska and well we all know the story about nebraska (laughs) Uh, martin Yeah. Uh, Martinez, who's been there for 17 years, has finally said, "Okay, I'm going to get out of here. But I I love the matchup. I mean, this is just a true, true uh, staple for UK. You wanted a name brand. Iowa is a name brand, but they're not the same Iowa as they used to be. This should be a really good game. I did, however, catch myself as a UK fan going Citrus Bowl again. I thought we'd go somewhere new, I and I caught myself and I was like, man, gone are the days. Or just be like, man, are we going to Nashville or Memphis again? Ugh. It's it, it's a new great it, day. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. It's new. It's not New Year's six, but no. you know, I guess we'll take a New Year's Day bowl.
1: Yeah, I just realized before the show started that the playoff games are actually on Friday night. Yep. So, Anna, your your take on the uh, matchup with that one?
4: Um, You know, I think I probably would have been a lot more worried about it previous to their showing against Michigan because what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, that was bad. I'm honestly just um, – by the way, which bowl is Arkansas in? Do we know that?
2: They got Outback Bowl, okay, I so thought.
4: I am so surprised that they had Kentucky – in the Citrus Bowl ahead of Arkansas, because I feel like those two could have gone head-to-head. And UK has gotten the nod this year on nothing. I mean, look, they were a three-point underdog to Louisville. So who is picking them? And even just getting um, just, like, hated on in the SEC in terms of the rankings. But exactly. Money and Kentucky fans travel, and they like this soup storyline. So I'm glad that that worked out. Um, I think Tampa would have been a little bit more fun, but I will take Orlando. And... I think they'll they'll be at
1: Iowa.
3: I'm not concerned. Not after the championship game.
1: Two point favorite. Huh. Nisi, you take.
3: Um, I covered, um, a couple of Iowa games when I, I covered Illinois, um, at my first job. And, um, it's funny, Max said that, cause I remember being on the field and I mean, when you're at D one, like everyone's, especially when you're five, four and you know, light, lightweight compared to everything you're seeing. But like, I just remember looking at those guys and being like, these are the biggest linemen I've ever seen. And I, you know, I'm in linemen all the time, so I just remember. Yeah, they're huge. They're just—I don't know what they're feeding them over there, but um, okay. you're not gonna—you're not gonna win in a power struggle with them. Um, so I completely agree with what Max was saying about the the way the advantage you're gonna have on them is if you've got speed and you can use it um, correctly against them. Because head to head, it's gonna be hard to run against them. It's gonna be hard to, to do a lot. They're just physically every single time I saw them, they were just a huge. All of them, not just Lyman, but those are the ones I remember being like, gosh, those are ogres out there. (laughs) Ah. It's
4: the Shrek (laughs) ball.
1: Okay, so as a whole, we all feeling kind of good about this one, Max?
2: Oh, I feel great.
1: The big game, let's talk about before we talk about the playoffs. Is it fair to say, Max, that once Alabama won, then you're four? I mean, I think a lot of people were thinking Michigan was going to win. But once
2: Alabama won, everyone else just kind of went in the rear view. That's 100% accurate. Um, mm-hmm. The worst thing that you can ever do if you're playing against Alabama is give them time. The other bad thing is talk bad about them. Because, again, like it's the, the media. Bad rat poison. Well, for, in words of next that was yummy, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy rat poison. I, that was a lie. It proves again, because this is by far – by far, one of the worst teams that Nick, uh, Nick Saban has had. Now, granted, they've all been in the top five. This is probably to the level of, his, I would say, his 2018, the one that was undefeated, then got shellacked against Florida, and then got shellacked again against Utah in the Sugar Bowl. I would say it's about to that level, but it just shows the coaching stuff that he has and his uh, ability to get prepared. And time and time again, and I am am willing to bet every dollar in my bank account that week one of this season, there was one graduate assistant or one quality control coach or one analyst that their only job week to week was to watch Georgia film. That was it. Mm -hmm. And they came in with a game plan that this was a team. Remember, the best game Georgia played. Uh, the best team that played against Georgia was Kentucky. And Kentucky was only able to get 14 points on them. That is by far one of the best defenses I've ever seen. But Bryce Young picked them apart one by one with ease and were not able to uh, contain him in the pocket either. And that is all because offensive coaching – and the dude sucked at Houston, but Bill O'Brien coordinated one of the best offensive games I've ever seen Alabama play this year. When you're able to take a team that's just been so dominant all year long they only had one game that they want uh that they won by single digits and it was against clemson the first game of the year and then all of a sudden just get absolutely dismantled unraveled like that they didn't actually score or a uh, offensive touchdown that game either that game correct it was all the only s- touchdown was a pick six
4: yeah. Max, I'm curious, what do you think about when people looking at Georgia, they were like trying to call them a fluke now. And they say that, you know, well, Clemson's the best team they played all year. I know Clemson had their struggles. Do you agree with that? Or do you think it would be somebody else? I,
2: I've never agreed with looking at the season at, at the end. Because I always believe whoever, when, when I say that, I look at the rankings. So when Clemson was ranked number four, I think at that time, number four in the country. Mm-hmm. If you're going to that game with that four next to your uh, team's, uh, team's name, in your mindset, you truly believe you are the fourth best team in the country. There are games, though, there are truly games that break you. As, as a competitor. So I believe full-heartedly that Clemson was the fourth best team when they played against Georgia. I also look at the bustle that Georgia had to run through. I mean, all you have to look at is just times when the SEC has played out of conference this year. And just look at how the SEC, teams that are quote-unquote garbage in the SEC, still outperforming teams outside, especially the ACC. And looking at still having to play that schedule through and through. And I truly do believe that that schedule that Georgia played and able to just dismantle teams week after week. It's one thing to question like, well, what's the strength of the schedule when you play an all SEC schedule? It's another thing to consistently just dismantle where Cincinnati had a couple of close calls. Again, they still won through. They should still be the fourth best team and be in the playoff. But just the amount that Georgia just broke teams. They broke Arkansas. Because Arkansas came in that game ranked eighth in the country. And they had dismantled some really good teams. And then Georgia broke them. Kirby Smart was doing what Nick Saban has done all along. I remember playing against Alabama. That's the only game in my entire career. That one, I'm I nowhere close to the best player in the country. I'm not even the best player on uh, best offensive lineman amongst the first and second string group. I'm I'm not that great of an offensive lineman, and Alabama absolutely. The first time in my entire life that I've been absolutely manhandled by another man, and there was not one thing I could do about it. <laughs> Great soundbite, Max. That yeah, was really good. <laughs> and secondly, the only time I looked at uh, looked at a scoreboard in a game and looked at it, and it was the fourth quarter, 11 minutes left on the clock, and I said, I don't want to play anymore. First time ever in my entire career of playing football for 14 years, where I'm just like, I, I'm done. I'm done. This This is nonsense. On a fourth and in inches, a fourth and in inches play, I got a four-point stance, got so low to where I'm about ready to hit this defensive lineman's shins, and all of a sudden I feel my backside raise up. It's because he had wrapped his arm around my waist and had picked me up and was still able to keep gap integrity. And- yeah, that's a definition
1: of manhandled. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Did the he meetings? buy you a
2: drink after the game? No, he didn't. Absolutely <laughs> not. I remember Schlardog and watching that film and he's stopping the film and going, are you saying he's that much better than you? Are you saying that he's that much, you know, insult you a little bit to build you back up, to talk about how good of a player you actually are. And it's the first time ever I said, yeah, he's that much. He's a five-star. I'm a no-star. He's going first round in the draft. I'm not. <laughs> and he just paused and just looked at me and said, and just went back to the film. It's like, I, I'm, I cannot lie in that situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You see, covering sports, when you when you look at somebody like Alabama, it's always been Saban defense. They're not a defensive school anymore. The fact that they now run uh, an offense where I mean, Bryce Young, I mean, is he going to win the Heisman? He's got to be up there, right? Anyways, his numbers are crazy. And Nisa, when you look at somebody like Alabama now, what, what, is, what is that mentality or that, that take now from perspective?
3: I'll just say and I'm sure I'm not the only one. It was just nice having a season where we didn't talk about Alabama quite as much. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it just, I'd call me like a hater, whatever. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, I had a, who's actually Alabama graduate and he was kind of asking he was like why does everyone hate Alabama is it because they're so good blah, blah, blah. and I was like I think people are genuinely just bored of seeing the same teams all the time mm-hmm. it's the same storylines whether there really is even one I mean what's the storyline with Saban he gets the he gets the top recruits he has the best team he wins all the games rinse repeat it's boring mm-hmm. you know so like i know this doesn't directly correlate to your question about alabama but it was no, nice I feel
1: to, you. No, gotcha.
3: it was nice yeah. to kind of i mean they're always going to be in this discussion until they're you know not which maybe that's long after saban's dead i don't know but mm-hmm. it was just nice to have some different teams that are just you know just to have cincinnati talked about as much as cincinnati was that's talked right, about yeah. I mean, it's like it introduces you to a whole new program, a whole new, mm. you know, coach, a whole new face, storyline, things like that. Like, that is so refreshing to me. That's what I really enjoyed was hearing less of Alabama. And that's not me hating them. It's just me and my natural desire to hear good stories and follow good storylines.
1: No, that's, that's a great point. And staying with that storyline, Anna, I mean... Right. Ad nauseum, Alabama and Clemson, you know, were shoved down our throats for the last several years. Clemson out of the picture. Yeah. A lot of people were thinking, you know, if Georgia wins, which they were favored to win, then this was going to be the year no Clemson in Alabama. Yeah. Well, as Max alluded to, or said that an assistant, whatever they did, they you know, figured it out. Yeah.
4: And just, Clemson, I'm happy to not have to hear about. Dabo is hard to handle, but Saban, just as Max was saying, the way he prepares, it is incredible to watch. You can be annoyed that you're still hearing the same things about them year after year, season after season, but just watching him work. And it's almost a new storyline now that they were the underdog now and Took down that Georgia team. Who, who would have thought that Alabama was going to dominate them after after Auburn the week before? Uh, what? Yeah. They yeah. came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. They came out. Alabama
1: of- was held scoreless for the first time in.
4: I get the ball down the field for three years
1: for three quarters. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, right. They didn't score. I was like,
4: they can't do anything. And Mm. then Bryce Young comes out that game. I mean, I think how much of a difference would it have made if JT Daniels was in there? I don't think he's the reason that Georgia got or Stetson Bennett is the reason that Georgia got so far behind. But um, I think there would have been a different level of confidence. He's a big playmaker if he were in charge of the offense. But I just, you know, I'm a Georgia grad, Kentucky fan, Georgia grad. And I just can't imagine the pain of being at that game as Georgia fan. Oh, my gosh. For four years, it's been the same thing. And they think it's finally their year. Have the rug pulled out from underneath them. I mean, and Max, you were talking earlier, too, about there's that, those games that just break you. Was that it for Georgia? What are we going to see out of them in the playoff?
2: right
1: nice segue the playoffs so we got in the orange Bowl, michigan uh georgia that's well let me start over there alabama cincinnati in the first game of the of the day the cotton bowl at 330 alabama with that win you know got the the, the top spot cincinnati four what's your take on this match
2: i think it's going to be alabama they're a 13 point favorite right something like that 13 and a half 13 and a half point favorite. I, don't, I think it's going to be closer than that. I, I honestly do. I think Cincinnati is just, they've
0: got a... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
4: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: And Alabama does not do well with that. They can overpower you. They can outrun you. But when it comes to the ability to run, stop, go sideways, go backwards, then go forward again, Alabama does not do well with that. And so I think that –
1: I've watched Georgia several times. Are you saying Georgia is not as fast as Cincinnati?
2: No, 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 no. no. Cincinnati's not fast. They're quick and agile. They're very okay. much similar I, I, to what Texas okay,
1: gotcha.
2: Tex- right. A&M was with Johnny Manziel. Very similar to that. Okay. I feel like that's going to give Alabama a little bit of a headache, especially if guys are able to break into the secondary. Alabama secondary does not do a good job of um, of rallying. And being able to uh, to gang tackle, so I think that's going to cause it. I think you take the I think you take the over on the game, and I think I think Cincinnati is going to be able to cover it. But I still I think Alabama still wins it. But again, Luke Fickle has shown time and time and time again that he's able to get these guys mentally prepared for the big stage. I think back at Cincinnati last year when they played against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl and the ability that he had to take Georgia all the way down to the wire. And I don't want to hear about, you know, Georgia had like four or five guys that didn't play in that game. It's still Georgia. That still plays a psyche when you see the sticker on the side of the helmet and being able to play them that well to the last drive of the game. So I think this is a game that Alabama could get deceptively – it could be deceptively close, but I still think Alabama takes it.
1: Nisi, Cincinnati (laughs) versus that team you don't want to talk about anymore, but (laughs) Alabama.
3: I always, I mean, Alabama has so much experience in the playoffs. I think that plays such a huge role in in matchups like those. And while I would love to see it, I would love to see Cincinnati um, when nine times out of ten. You know, it's like when you talk about the Georgia thing, like, yes, it was a surprise, um, you know, just on where the teams were. But it's like my dad says, you never count LeBron out. You never counted Michael Jordan out. You never count Alabama out. You just never do. It's never, no matter how bad they're looking.
1: Savon's got three weeks to prepare. Anna, you know this. um, A lot of people were thinking this was going to potentially be the year where one of the outside because what Cincinnati's in what conference? They're in a they're not 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 a Power Five. Correct.
4: Group of five.
1: Yeah. So, you know, uh, Cincinnati crashes the party. Is does the party end for them? Yeah, they're, they're New Year's. They're gonna, the only party that they're going to have is at the, yeah. The right. NFL.
4: I think it definitely does. Cincinnati's been interesting though. You know, they got down. Are, are there was close games against in the beginning against Tulsa and Tulane, who are just not of the competition. Then, as we were saying earlier, as if you're down um, early in an SEC game, <laughs> even against. Houston in the beginning, I was skeptical. Dana Holgerson's a great coach. But what you have with this team is just a willingness to get it done. They always get it done. They always find a way to win. So I think um, if it gets a little lopsided, I wouldn't um, in the beginning, I wouldn't be unsettled by that. I could see them making it a close game by the end. But again, when you turn that game, that title game, Cincinnati-Houston, over to like Alabama-Georgia, it was like this isn't even the same. This is high school and college. They just look like different different people on the field, different mm-hmm. levels. And I know a lot of that, you five-star recruits at Alabama. Um, so I think Alabama definitely takes it. I just hate to see John Mechie. They think uh, he's an ACL and will be out. I'm interested Mm. to see what happens there. That would really suck. He's been pretty great the past couple of games.
1: So the nightcap, Max, which to me is the main event of the two games, Michigan, Georgia?
2: This one's hard for me because it depends on what Georgia team we get. You could make a solid argument that Michigan should have been the number one team in the country. And I'm one that has made fun of Jim Harbaugh since he got there. I thought Jim Harbaugh was going to get fired this year. And Kevin, you know, I'm usually not wrong about coaches, but I was dead wrong about Harbaugh this year. And I think he
1: would have got beat by Ohio State.
2: Well, that, yes. Yeah. A dominant, I mean, that was a dominant performance. There's a difference between winning it by a fluke. Yeah. I mean, he dominate Ohio state and then come in and dominate in that big 10 game. Again, it was against Iowa, but still to put 40, 40 42, you had guys in there doing mop up duty in that game. The, The rule of gambling is you go with the hot hand. And for me, I feel like you've got to go with Michigan in this one. I think Michigan is the hot hand. The scariest thing to go against as a competitor is going against a team that believes. And I think right now, Michigan has no doubt I think Georgia has some doubt right now.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Nisi, Georgia, Michigan.
3: It's a tough one for me too. I don't know. I, I, I'm still not. I'm I'm not giving up on Georgia yet. I think we saw some real. Um, what they've shown us this year it makes me think that they could very well come to the playoffs and do some do some work. I don't know. I that's one I'm like I'm not a good you know, I'm like someone who whenever the, the year comes up and it's like uh predict records, scores, things like that. I've always been awful at it. There's two things I don't do and that's like close game predictions and fantasy football. I just have never <laughs> been good at them or interested in them i'll just say georgia just because it's just a gut feeling but i don't really have much explanation other than it's georgia and, and we've seen what they have look like
1: anna you know what looks good yeah those nails show, show those nails oh my
3: look, god i need to get them look
1: at her nails no Nisi, show your nails
3: oh <laughs> these awesome. yeah I was
4: say, these aren't good. heck yeah girl who's your nail girl max,
1: max what about you <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing this, by the way. So, I'm always doing that.
3: Yeah. Always doing that. Yeah. All of my life, I'm doing that. That is my favorite yeah. Twitter feud because I never, I don't have any dogs in that fight at yeah. all. So just to see back and forth of it, mm-hmm. it's just like I'm a kid in a candy store every year when, you know, that pops up on my UofL people I follow, when it pops up on my UK people that I follow. Oh, I love it. It my is one such of my a things. sore
1: point with them. and then <laughs> It really he is. Back, James Striebel, when he left the game, the uh, Louisville game. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's, he's giving L's giving down to the down little game.
2: kids. Yes.
3: yes. I love
1: Striebel. I love
2: it.
3: like all. I love him. Let's just hope it never gets to the point where, like, they, you know, with Texas, like in Big 12, where they you couldn't do horns down anymore. Isn't
1: that a penalty now or something?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. So like right. It won't be a team? penalty
1: in the
2: SEC.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Can I, just, on behalf of Big 12 fans, please give all the horns down. You pay as possible when, when you guys meet.
1: Anna, did you? Did I ask you about Georgia? No, you did Virginia? not. No. But here's yeah, right. what I
4: have to say.
1: No.
4: I think a lot of what I, uh, who I think will win, depends on the quarterback situation at Georgia. Give me JT Daniels. He, I was so impressed by him at SEC Media Days. How smart he is! He's the gamer. He believes he has the will to win. He's a big time playmaker. Um, Stetson Bennett's great. He's consistent, but I don't think he has you know the dynamite in those big time plays. Um, is that
1: because he's is Stetson starting because he's just Kirby's guy?
4: I don't think it's anything like that. I think JT okay. has been injured. in a, why, why fix what's not broken? They were mm-hmm. dominating teams. I mean,
1: that's a good point, too.
4: You know what I mean?
1: 12-0. And and, the
4: talent know. of JT, and it's really in his mind, too, I think would make a big difference. But then with Michigan, um, not just that they believe, but they're peaking at the right time. This team started the season unranked. So that's pretty incredible to me.
1: Oh, I did
3: mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. to you. Right, the
4: first team to ever make the playoffs that started in right. And say what you will. I don't know if you believe in momentum or not, but the pendulum's definitely swinging towards Michigan. I just that's a tough one for me. I wouldn't count um, Georgia out for sure, but I don't know. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of questions after that SEC championship game. And I think they've got to get it figured out at that.
1: Two different dynamic of games, Max. I, I think the um, Alabama Cincinnati game potentially could be a shootout. Uh, but then, you know, now thinking about it, the way Michigan's been playing or both teams have been playing, that could be a high scoring game, too.
2: Traditionally, though, this year, Michigan and Georgia are both ground and pound. They, they're going to mm-hmm. both go run first, and then it—that's a game that could go two hours if 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 both teams stick with the run game. That's the difference, and that's a weird dynamic as well because Nick Saban. Well, that was Nick Saban's mentality until he brought in Lane Kiffin, and he specifically brought in Lane Kiffin to revitalize his offense. He hates the spread. He hates hurry up and he hates Lane Kiffin, but he brought in all three (laughs) to be, I mean, call a spade a spade. (laughs) And at that point, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so he brought in all three because Nick Saban knew his style and his philosophy was costing him games and he had to change it. But yeah, Jim Harbaugh is the one guy that, stu- uh, that stuck through with this power game. Same thing mm-hmm. with Kirby Smart to an extent. Now, the, Kirby Smart's a little bit more balanced, I think, than, uh, uh, than Jim Harbaugh is. But it also shows of how the pendulum swings in college football. The pro-style offense, the run-first mentality, has been a staple for year, 152 years in college football. The spread and the flashiness of a hurry up offense how many years 152 (laughs) years of a run first pro style mentality second to the triple option triple option's been around for 152 years in college football 147 years of the triple option oh Oh. those are my two favorite offenses. so i
1: (laughs) very yeah well here's a former uh former uk player in regards to georgia's quarterbacks georgia's QB only play good against Kentucky. They <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: good I love Adon, man. I Adon. love him.
3: <laughs> well, Max,
1: so I'm going to, this is a reminder, and I'm going to keep reminding you up until December 28th to watch the game and set your DVR so you can watch the replay over and over. Air Force B Louisville.
2: Oh, are you serious? That is Air Force mobile. Well, Air Force to Responder Ball. <laughs> that is very fitting for a team that's on life support.
1: <laughs> that whole program, I mean, good, you, Tyra, he's Lord, I'm Oh, please to, say, Tyra is a topic thing? tonight. Let's talk about the, that dumpster fire that's here in my city. No,
2: it's not a dumpster fire. It's not a you dumpster this? fire. This, this here, this for here their, is I what for their fans. No, for their fans, a lot of their fans are. The Twitter's
3: them. a dumpster. For, Twitter is a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah.
2: yes. For what? For for Louisville fans, this is what I believe in politics. When it comes to world politics, is considered a coup where we have planted a UK alum mm-hmm. as the athletic director of the rival school and Louisville fans and Louisville faculty and the Louisville president was stupid enough to bring him on. <laughs> and he single-handedly ruined every aspect of Louisville athletics and then jumped ship. That That is a staple of what a coup is.
4: It's, it's, it's. it's
2: huh?
4: Kentucky, U.K. needs to build a statue of Tyree because we are thankful.
2: Vince Tyree needs a medal from U.K. from Eli Capilouto is what he needs. That, that is by far alumnus of the year. I will donate. I will donate three of my paychecks from uh, from my current employer towards the Vince Tyree Foundation as the number one uh, alumnus. Bravo. Let's do a Bravo. And-
1: well, well, there, there, isn't there, like some. <laughs> Anna, or is there some meeting or some or some something going on with uh, the local media uh, in regards to UFL tomorrow? Do you know? Well, I couple? was not invited to
4: that because <laughs> show was going <laughs> to you
3: know,
1: I know. It. I just didn't know if any of your buddies or uh, maybe I maybe. can reach out to Kendrick Nisi for that scoop.
3: My
1: boy Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, Kendrick guys. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we at? Let's get a few more minutes. Let me let me go to. I, I'm gonna talk. I have to bring it up, Max. UK men's hoops. Let me. I'll just start with Anna. Anna, what's been your take so far uh, with the team? A- and Cal's complaining about the lack of fan support. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> the fans are obsessed with this team, and for good reason. Um, how can you not love Oscar Shebe? A, he's awesome. well,
1: not all the fans because there hasn't been a sellout. People are complaining well, about that schedule.
4: Well, you know what? It's because in the
3: basketball, yeah, yeah. they
4: play all mm. of the big-ass games in the beginning at neutral sites. So, boo-hoo. Yeah. Like, go to that yeah. game. That's fun. That's an opportunity. Everyone's doing the same thing right now in college basketball. Right. It's not like UK is an outlier by scheduling, like, Mount St. Mary's, et cetera. But they've been good. They they communicate well. Um, I like this team. I Offensively, I was excited the first couple games because I saw them moving without the ball a lot. It just seemed like a different offense. Um, and then that kind of went away, um, I'd say, around second, third game of the season. Uh, so we'll see if that sustains, but um, I love Saber Wheeler. Kellen Grady's awesome. A lot of great experience on this team, but we'll We're see. We're
1: one of the oldest teams uh, in college football. It's the back, for sure,
4: Yeah. yeah. And we'll just, I still think they need more presence in the post. You got Sheway who's great, but half the time, you know, Cal tells him to post up, face the basket half the time. He's face the basket half the time. He's telling him to post up. Um, If they could have gotten that Kofi Coburn, that would have been amazing. They always need more strong presence of the post because Lance, where's your only other guy down there and you can't really depend on him. So Um, I think it'll be good. It was interesting to me after the Duke game. And Paolo Banquero is awesome. But a few of their players haven't uh, been as good uh, the the following games. And I just thought it was an interesting take from Kentucky fans. After that game, it was one you don't usually get. They were like, okay, good. We hung in there with Duke. And I was like, what do you mean you hung in there? Duke's all freshmen too. You know, it's a whole new Duke team. It's not like they were national champions last year. I'm like, why are you excited to hang in with That doesn't mean anything. That means they're better than you. So I thought that was strange. But we'll see. Um, You know, Duke fell to Ohio State. I'm excited to see Ohio State and Kentucky play because Ohio State has lost. And then they they beat um, Duke and their coaches, the Lexington guys. So I'll I'll be interested to see how this team develops, hopefully, (laughs) offensively. As the season goes on, I'm excited to see how much more comfortable Damian Collins gets as well.
1: Well, when is uh, Davion coming back? D-Mintz D- is, my God, this is a dot still. What's the story with Mintz? First of all, did he do himself a favor by coming back this season? Yeah.
4: He yes. He, he's not getting the good sniffs. He could say that he was, he was not, that's why he came back. Plus, it's not hurting him, the NIL stuff. Why not come back? And, uh, oh,
1: I forgot about that part. Great. Yeah, But I think yeah.
4: he's sick. Cal said something really interesting. <laughs> like, a couple people got strep throat. Maybe one has mono, and we're like, mono? That's not like a cold. Like That's a month and a half out. Mm. So I guess they've just been, I don't know, somebody needs to check in on them at Wildcat Lodge, see what's going on.
1: Are you finally comfortable? What is going on with you?
3: Oh. My you
1: went computer? you took the long way to get back to your bedroom. What is go- what is this about?
3: I had to go downstairs because my computer was dying and it's actually um I had the wrong charger and i think i lost it on my plane ride home from oregon honestly so you go home for thanksgiving i, I did
1: not um, good for, you. Well, not um, good for so you that you lost your charger
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes so i just was like i don't i don't want to lose whatever uh anna's saying so i was trying to scramble and then i was like i'll just use my phone so
1: that or you can watch the replay
3: <laughs> yes on the outside too.
1: looking in nacy what, what's you know last year kentucky uh historically bad season What's been your your take with the uh, hoops team so far this year?
3: I'm going to be honest with you, Kevin. It, it,
1: it doesn't matter what whatever you say is going to still be more than what Max will say. So go ahead and say.
3: I I haven't. I have because uh, <laughs> this was such an exciting season you for faked this. you had
1: football. an opportunity to fake this
3: <laughs> I know but I'm not going to because I'm going to say something that someone's going to go what is she talking about So now I have not watched mini um, Kentucky basketball and today I watched a little bit of Kansas State and Wichita State and that's where I'm at with college football at the moment. I am such a football person yeah. that it takes me a while to, to jump onto the, the College basketball shit. Amen. I'm just all state? your
1: all-state. Ugh. Say what? Kansas State, Wichita State.
3: It was on at the restaurant. I
2: don't oh, <laughs> right. by default. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I do have here. something to add. Do you? This is a very outsider opinion because Cal Perry talks about the um, being disappointed in the fan uh, the fan turnout. Yeah,
1: now, I'll Annie, say you for totally the game just blew me off when I made that comment. By the way,
4: it's the same thing every year. So
1: clearly, it's her buddy at UK is.
4: Cal- oh my God. But- <laughs>
2: All right,
1: Max, your thing.
2: My wife and I are. I'm a casual fan. My wife is let's go and just have a good time kind of person. And we had tickets from work, and we had gone. She had never gone to a UK basketball game before. We went to uh, we went to a game. We sat down, and you know you had to get the ice cream. And I feel like the only like go to factor when it comes to Rupp Arena and the number one attraction. Is the ice cream, <laughs> and that's a major flaw. It 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 is it, the the overall ambiance experience. And we did sit in the blue hair section. I'm sorry, but I mean it's it's a drag. It's a it's a it's a drag of an event. It, it's <laughs> it's you go you go to watch basketball, but there's no kind of fan interaction, fan mm-hmm. experience. It's gotten better over how the how long? How long has it been? A couple did of you years. I actually
4: do have something to add on it.
2: What was that? I'm thinking, like, 2019.
4: So like with now it, you- it was it was a all this stuff you can watch from home you don't have to pay for it, it they make it so much more yeah. available it's like why then would you spend the money you can watch for free at home
1: whose idea was really? it to put college basketball on friday night
3: that's my number one complaint i hate barking there yeah
2: it's <laughs> horrible but it's the same thing with and i think that's the difference between football media or football marketing and basketball marketing because Kentucky football changed their mark. I mean, the way Kroger Field was this year compared to 2019 or 2018 when UK was winning, it's a night and day difference. I mean, it's a true night and day difference of just how electrifying that stadium is. It's hard to find a pulse at Rupp Arena. I haven't been to a game this year. Because I've turned the tickets down. Because my wife looked at me, probably about fifteen minutes into the five minutes left into the half. She said, "Okay, I'm ready to go home. Like, <laughs> this isn't fun." And, and but the bad thing was, I couldn't disagree with her. And what, what, she she got her status. Who, she was able to say she played that night. Mississippi State, Mississippi State. I know oh, for a okay. fact. Okay. And so it it wasn't some scrub team, but it just it was just like, eh, I'm done. This was fine. This was fine. And I, I think for the overall experience, for what you pay for, for those tickets, for what you pay for, for them, and what I pay for at the UK football games, I get much more out of my money going to the football games. And not just because I'm a football guy over a basketball guy, but I get much more entertainment and much more electricity and environment from those games that I do at Rupp Arena. I don't know how you fix it. I'm not claiming I know how to fix it. I'm just saying from an outsider's perspective, that's how I feel they also as a casual fan.
4: Like with the suites where some of the really great seats, they can go up to these suites and just hang out in there. I'm like, Well, then why are you giving it to people who have seats? They're not going to be in the seats. It's going to look empty. They're going to be up in the suite. Mm -hmm. It's it's very strange how they're doing it. And uh, I forgot where it was. Texas Tech, maybe? I can't remember who who's there now, the coach, but he had a really cool, he had like a students-only game uh, where all the student body can watch. I don't think you could do that at Rep Arena because it's too big. I think their, seat, their place seated like 5,000 or something, but I think it's everywhere, but especially at a place at Rep Arena, you know it's before because it's never been like that, and, and I think they are struggling just with the arena as a whole. I, you know, it needs to be updated, and what they're doing with the sweets is not helping anybody.
2: They need to move the eruption zone. They need to do what Duke does, honestly. Oh, yeah. But again, that's going to piss that off that some
1: blue happen.
2: hairs like yeah. no other. Well, here, here's my thing. These seats for 35 years, I ain't gonna move.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a basketball fan, I'm watching because I'm 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 not going to these pre-SEC uh, games. There's there's a lot of empty seats. And to me that's that is kind of alarming. and I Jerry
4: Chipton's Twitter account because he always tweets it out and it's always like 25 minutes before game time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but but at game time, there's still a lot. and to me that has a lot to do with a Friday night uh, and, and the opponent. So but I, I mean I, I know every year we're always a young team. And this year, it's not a young team, it's a totally new team. You know, so I, I get what Cal's doing, but you know, I, I do think the it's not the go to, you know, on a Friday night for a lot of people. I'm flipping channels when a game's on, even though Cal's your buddy. Yeah, uh, I know you're stay
4: <laughs> Heaven, true and
1: blue. <laughs> Take, a lap. take a lap around that uh, runway at a football field, Max? Take oh, a right.
4: lap around that empty rubberina yeah. floor.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's round third and head for home. Final shots. This is where you get to just shoot whatever you want to talk about. Anything. Sport non-sport. Nisi, you judging by your hand here. Okay, we're going to let it. Not get this over with
3: this is me listening when i have my head on a hand or whatever i really am listening um i this is going to be mildly corny but um the other day you haven't
1: heard max's take yet but go ahead
3: okay it is so i was thinking the other day i was so mad because i couldn't i couldn't watch something that i I, one game that i wanted to watch because i'm not someone who can do multiple screens i've got to watch one game and flip Mm -hmm. back and forth whatever and i was like you know like almost feels like a dream but it was so traumatizing that it couldn't be but like this was not that long ago that we were all like what are, what are we going to do about sports like you know and it's just like it is such a nice problem to have now yeah, of, that's a good point. of you know like you really don't know how normal it feels to be watching sports and participating in them until you're literally like where did they go so um every time i see someone just crying about their team or you know your team losing a championship by inches. Um, I just think it is a good problem to have. So I am um, very, very grateful to have sports back. Do
1: you prefer um, college sports over pro?
3: I would say I'm more invested. My myself personally, I'm more invested um, in my yeah. college team than my than my pro teams. Yeah. Um, here's a word of advice too. If I ever catch you saying Okie State. You will be beheaded. Your body <laughs> will be taken Did we say that tonight? I
1: don't know if we did, but... No,
3: no, no. I'm <laughs> now we know. I'm beheaded? No one. <laughs> do not ever...
1: Somebody, you're going to make me famous on a video on YouTube? Is that what you're
3: saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just go saying viral. Word, word to any and all people not from Oklahoma or who do not know.
1: Okie State.
3: Ever, ever, Where ever, ever over no Okie State.
1: Got it. Recently, Kentucky, you know, they've always been on, like... ESPN, the basketball, SEC Network. I don't watch the ESPN app, ESPN Plus. I've got it. I've never used it. I actually have, like, on my fire stick. I actually had to you know, sign in and watch a Kentucky game. That's the that's first time I could do remember. it.
4: So you'll like sign in to stream it and you'll get like a membership subscription thing to it. They did one for football too. Mm. Um, maybe against Chattanooga it was, but that's it's a, all toy. It was
2: Chattanooga. Chattanooga. You're
1: yeah, right. It was. Yeah. I probably had to do the same thing then too. and good. I just Yeah. All right. Anna, final shot from you.
4: Um, It's nothing that good. I just came up with it roughly 30 seconds ago, but I haven't thought about it all week. Um, how interesting the disparity in uh, like these head coaches leaving for big name schools. Now, I know, Max, you mentioned that John Calipari, he's one who kind of had his brain and it traveled with him before. And I agree. And then when he got hired here, he's kind of like, OK, I'm, on, I'm at a blue, blue chip, blue blood school. I'm sticking here. And it's just so different, I think, in basketball, unless you get fired. Um, that once you hit one of those premier programs, you just kind of stick around. And boy will be different because he was at Kansas and then he went to UNC, but he's from North Carolina. But I think it's never made me think as hard as how different the business model is between football and basketball. I mean, there's so much more into it, going into it, into the decision-making, I think. and so much more to bargain for with your contract in football mm-hmm. than with basketball.
1: I like it. Before I go to Max, I got to ask you: since you're in the state of Tennessee, what's been the vibe when it comes to Penny and Memphis losing these games that they have recently, and uh, you know, not doing well with all these five star kids? I mean, what, what is there a there, What
3: I'm in Knoxville. Oh,
1: no, I know, but I said Tennessee. I said Tennessee. Memphis T- is still in Tennessee, right?
3: It's five hours away.
1: No, no, that's not what I said. It, Memphis is still in Tennessee, right?
3: In Tennessee. I don't I don't know of any Memphis fans is what I'm telling okay, you. I don't know. Right. So I, I couldn't even get a pulse because the body isn't there. <laughs> wow,
1: fair enough. <laughs> well, that's, that's becoming a hilarious show because Memphis it- fans have been beating their chest about how they're
3: mm-hmm. kind of –
1: Taking over the yeah, you recruiting
4: wars. season, Memphis. That's the only thing you thought you won.
1: They still got FedEx right. Yeah. <laughs> Max, final shot.
2: I so wanted to do it about the whole Miami situation with Manny Diaz and Mario Cristobal, but Did he hire before firing. Mario Cristobal has until Monday to accept the job. If he doesn't take the job, Manny will be still be the head coach. If he does it, uh, amazing. Or if he does, then Manny's fired at that point. But so, man,
1: The current head coach has time to arrange something somehow some way maybe to the extreme where Nisi said if you call Oklahoma State Okie State you can do something to that extreme and take
2: 100% out, uh, yes you could yeah. yes you could my final shot is based off of um, some news today even though I didn't agree with him 100% on everything that he said was the passing of Bob Dole at 98 a longtime senator uh, out of Kansas and turned into almost a, uh, a pop icon part of the greatest generation that ever lived And I would argue that he was the greatest of the greatest generation from a man that was basically pronounced legally dead during World War II, and the life that he lived through and through. The war had left where he was. I believe he was hit by a mortar or grenade, one of the two, but um, was basically left for dead, took a year and a half for him to fully recover after world war ii and while serving as a senator he had no use of his right hand and he to make sure that no one ever felt awkward talking to him would be the first person to initiate the handshake with his left hand that way there wasn't that ounce of um inconvenience for the other person and that is such a subtle thing i heard that story it's such a subtle thing about him. My wife worked in politics for years. When you do shake his hand, that is 100% true because he would shake your hand. He would reach out for your hand first with his left hand, just so you weren't inconvenienced. And mm. for someone like that small little act of selflessness. Of, I don't want someone to feel awkward in this conversation. the The way that it, the life that he lived at ninety eight in ninety eight at ninety eight he had stage four uh, lung and uh, lung and liver cancer and was still out doing events during a pandemic. Also, still going out doing events, still going out talking, still going out and meeting people, especially in Kansas. A man that had a heart, as what Niecy was kind of saying, someone that's in the Midwest, uh, someone that was in the Midwest. That dude was Midwest through and through. And just stayed to uh, help the people in Kansas in every way, shape, or form after he was done in politics. He he was definitely a giant in the political world, but he was also a giant in kind of the pop culture world as well. And a uh, a life very uh, life very well lived.
4: I love that. I like that. I know that now.
1: Oh, yeah. history 101 here. Oh, that's, that's
2: good. I'm, I'm, I'm filled with other things besides football and Star Wars. Occasionally. <laughs>
1: What, what's good, Nisi? I gotta ask. There's, I keep seeing something like come into the picture. Is that like a cat or something? What am I seeing?
3: It's probably my finger, but if you do want to see the world's cutest dog.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's not a cat. Oh, that's not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: What's his name, Nisi? Her name's Rue. Oh, it's a girl, Rue. Yeah, I remember. Oh, she's so cute. She's eight months. She's training to be my oh, service dog. She's halfway through training. Go.
1: Really, service? Oh, I gotta know yeah. more about that. Okay.
3: Psychiatric service dog. So she's oh. um, she's the biggest blessing I've ever had in my entire life. Besides, that's how
1: you end up a
2: show. That's so cool. <laughs> So oh, cool.
3: That, I'm not trying to one up you, Max, but this is the love of my
2: life. <laughs> no, no, that that one wins. That one definitely wins.
3: Lisa, I love how
4: outspoken you are on Twitter about uh, a psychiatric service dog. I've learned yeah. so much through you posting about it. Keep doing it, sister. I love it.
1: Well, and you. Lisa, you you put stuff out there, you know, from your you know personal. Um, Adventures, I guess you say. Not adventure, that's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. So kudos to you. Thank you have you. a friend here and support. Good to There's see multiple you.
3: multiple friends here. Definitely. I have this polar bear.
1: <laughs> Anna, you got your thing on BBN. That's a regular thing. Let's give me Bingo. a little over down here.
4: It is uh, Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Uh, on lex 18. And just join for a good time.
3: She's killing it. Out. I love for it. For a good time. Look at live. this. This is
1: where you know you're doing something right when balls take Tennessee fan going undercover <laughs> to keep Kudos to you Thanks for hanging out with us That was I good awesome. yeah, Alright, Anna, Anise Nisi, Max Good to see you guys, thanks for hanging out with us it been Round of Shots, you can find the podcast on all the podcast platforms at okay. Round of Shots Everyone, have a good night, go Cats Peace out